going to share my screen. Working? Is it working? Okay, Commissioner Collins, to you. Thank you, Ms. Moreno. I'm going to call the meeting to order by asking for the roll to be called. Would you call the roll, Ms. Moreno, please? Yes, Commissioner Collins. Present. Commissioner Musley. Commissioner Ordeana. Present. Thank you. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Commissioner Parker Pennington, you're on mute. Did it work? Um, I'm here. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Shelby. Present. Thank you. Commissioner Shielda. Present. Thanks. And Commissioner Walker. So we have quorum. Go ahead. Thank you very much. This meeting is being held by teleconference pursuant to California Government Code Section 54953 and the 24th supplemental uh, to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. During the coronavirus disease, COVID-19 emergency, the Community Investments Committee Committee's regular meeting room, War Memorial Veterans Building Suite 125 is closed. Meetings of the Community Investments Committee will be held remotely. Today, the Community Investments Committee meeting is being held uh, streaming through the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing our best and we ask for your patience. Before we start, I'd like to remind us about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comments on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also a space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will also have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand if you can to be recognized to speak or to ask a question if it is not always clear to me that you are the speaker. Also, please introduce yourself so when you speak that callers will know who is calling and, and who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our operations manager, Lorena Moreno, for public comment instructions. Ms. Moreno. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. So the commission has strongly encouraged interested parties to submit their comments in writing prior to this meeting to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. 
that's sfac.grants at sfgov.org. For members of the public who wish to make public comment on items on the agenda, the phone number to call for public comment is 415-655-0011. The access code is 2492-422, oh, 442, excuse me, 3936. You'll be prompted to press pound twice. Your line will be muted, but you will be able to hear the meeting in progress. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click on the WebEx link, you will be then prompted to enter the following information, first and last name and email address. These fields are required to be entered. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. Please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted. At the, at the appropriate time, the chair will ask for public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please click on the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three when, um, when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says your line has been unmuted, this is your time to speak. You will hear us ask you to state your name um, for the record. Um, to make your comments. Um, you're encouraged, but you're not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you begin talking using the visual timer. You'll get a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say caller your time is up and you'll be, be you'll be placed back on mute. Um, lost my spot. Okay. You'll be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting, unless you choose to disconnect. Participants who wish to speak at other public comment periods can stay on the meeting line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. We will briefly pause. Oh, briefly. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on the item. Also, staff will also ask um, for real-time public comment before reading any email comments to ensure that all members of the public have an opportunity to comment in real time. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period today um, can email a briefer and summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or if it's not a preferred summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions are also shared on the screen as you will see here. Please note that the system has been upgraded. Um, you will now see a closed captioning feature. The controls are located at the bottom left of your screen. Also, um, the raised hand feature has changed. So you may hover over your name in order to raise your hand. Well, Commissioner Collins, please begin the meeting when you are ready. Thank you, Ms. Moreno, for those instructions. I would like to start our meeting with great humility by reading our land acknowledgement statement, which was recently approved by the commission in November of 2021. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who were the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place, as well as for all of the peoples who reside in their territorial, in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. 
we wish to pay respects by acknowledging the ancestors, the elders, and the relatives of the Ramatush community by affirming their sovereign right as first peoples. As the department, as a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I'd now like to go to item number two, which is general public comment. This will allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest agenda items for the commission's consideration. Is there any general public comment? So we did not receive any emails um, for today's committee meeting, um, but for those who are already listening to the meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please post star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once, just pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are currently on the screen. We are currently on agenda item number two, which is general public comment. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening via the web link. Um, you will get a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on any other items. Any individual who speaks during the general public during the public comment period of today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less um, to our sfac.grants at sfgov.org email. Um, I'm not seeing any hands raised, um, so we'll give it a few more seconds. And then let's go ahead and close public comment for agenda item number two. So back to you, Commissioner Collins. Thank you, Ms. Marino. I'm now calling item number three, the Arts Impact uh, Endowment Arts Hub. If you wish to make general, uh, I'm sorry, if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. Item number three. Arts Impact Endowment Arts Hub. This is a presentation and discussion on the Arts Impact Endowment Arts Hub grantee, and the presenter will be from our staff deputy director, Joanne Lee, as well as community uh, presenter from Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. Ms. Lee. Um, thank you, and good afternoon, commissioners. A little over a year ago, you approved a grant of $250,000 over three years to the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts, YBCA, to support the ongoing development and expansion of the Artist Power Center, a digital platform created to help Bay Area artists and cultural workers who have been disproportionately impacted by COVID to identify critical resources and build long-term careers. This project directly corresponds to a recommendation from the Economic Recovery Task Force to, pro to provide a central clearinghouse for San Francisco artists to find employment opportunities, grants and financing, and other resources for growing their practice and their businesses. I'm so excited to introduce to you today the Sarah Spells and Lauren Ruffin from YVCA, who's going to give you a preview of the new Artist Power Center, which will publicly launch on February 19th. Uh, Ms. Sarah, do you want to take it away from here? 
Yes, thank you, Joanne, for that lovely introduction to the Artist Power Center, just so everyone can have a really great overview. Um, as you mentioned, the Artist Power Center is a digital web app that we will be publicly launching on Saturday, February 19th at 11 a.m. We will have a um, launch event via the OEA platform, and I will make sure to share a link out to register for that with Lorena following um, our meeting today uh, once we have everything settled for that. So right now I want to take some time to give a demo presentation of the Artist Power Center web app to you all. And uh, my colleague Lauren Ruffin will also touch base on some of the updates and things that we have coming up soon for the Artist Power Center. Okay, so what you're looking at right now, this is the marketing website for the Artist Power Center. So this is currently live and you're able to visit it and you can read about exactly what the Artist Power Center is. If you scroll down here, we have a host of lovely resources under our resources page. And then as you see in the top right, there's a link to join our waitlist because right now the web app is closed to the general public, but again, it will be launching publicly on Saturday, February 19th. So going over to this tab, so this is the welcome screen to the web app. So this is what everyone will see once you initially log in. And that site is app.artistpowercenter.org. So because I already have a, an account, I'm going to go ahead and log in to show you all a PC. So as you'll see here, once you first log into the platform, there is a lovely welcome screen with a search opportunities bar. Down below, you'll see a featured section. The featured opportunity posts that are here have opportunities that have been listed by our four partner organizations that we've been working with for the past seven months. Those organizations include Theater Bay Area, Arts Band, Intersection for the Arts and Dancers Group. So first, let me, take you to the search bar. So when I click within, you'll see that there are three menu options. You can search by all types, all fields, or by anywhere which is just location. So if I wanted to select opportunities by certain types, I can select as many or as few from the options that I want to. So I can select either full-time, internship, grants, um, affordable housing workshops, and then I would make sure to hit save right here. And after doing so, you'll see that it filters out those results for you. And if I wanted to search by creative field types, I also have that option to search for as many or as few as I'm interested in. So I will select photography, digital art, mixed media, uh, maybe social practice, theater, and then multidisciplinary, and I'll make sure to save those options. And again, it just filters out and gives you a more curated listing. And the last option I can search by location, we have right now because the Artist Power Center, um, the focus is on helping artists in bettering their livelihoods for those that are in the San Francisco Bay Area. And so you can search for opportunities that could be remote based or that could be live and in person in the Bay Area. So I'm gonna go back. Another cool feature is that there's a live search field here. So if I'm looking for opportunities in photography, I can begin to, to enter that and then those options will come up below. And because I have those filtered feature um, selected, I wanna make sure to exit out of those and it'll just clear my selections for me so that I have more options to choose from. 
So if I wanted to look at maybe one of the featured opportunities we have here, let me click on one that's from Theater Bay Area. This looks like it's an audition for Rocket Man. And so down below, you can see um, the day that it was posted, the type of opportunity, where it's located at, and then there's a summary here. And if I were to click on the apply button, that will link me out directly to that opportunities page where I can have, I can gain even more information or other contact information for who posted that audition. And you'll see the page here is just taking a minute to load. But if I go back, I can also save this opportunity type so that I can refer back to it under my saved options um, on my main homepage. And then if you want to learn more about Theater Bay Area, you would click on their name right here. And that will take you to that unique partners page. So you'll see there's the logo for Theater Bay Area. There's a brief description box telling people um, who they are. It lets you know that they are a verified partner. So right now, because we've been in a closed um, beta phase of the web app, all of our partners have been able to add in certain opportunity types to the to the web app, and they go through a review process through by the YBCA's community experience team before they actually show up live within the web app which is really cool to make sure that, you know, not everyone is just able to um, add an opportunity. And so we kind of make sure we have another set of eyes to see exactly what's being put into the web app. And then down below, you'll see these are all of the opportunities that Theater Bay Area has added to the Artist Power Center. And if I just click the back button, Going up to the top, there's a for you section, which the for you section is really cool because that also gives me an opportunity to um, add in the different kind of the different kind of opportunity that I'd like to see, whether that's again jobs, grants, affordable housing, things like that. And if I go over to the save section, you'll see that everything that I'm interested in that I've saved will show up here. And then seeing my account section, again, I have my preferences selected. I'm also able to opt in to receive email notifications from the Artist Power Center, where every week an email goes out. Um, right now it's set for going out on Mondays. And so there'll be a curated list of opportunity types that I've um, that are made for me based on those preferences that I've selected. And then, of course, you can make any account changes down below. And then you'll see in our resources section, there's what's called the Artist Help Hotline. This is a really cool feature that we think is going to set YBCA's Artist Power Center apart from a lot of other web apps that are out there is that we are really making a more tailored experience for the artists. And so you can get that one-on-one -on -one support from our community experience team. So if you have a question or can't find an opportunity, or if you maybe want to give some feedback and talk about an opportunity that you have um, and want to post to the platform, you can schedule a quick 30-minute call using Calendly here and speak to someone from the YBCA community experience team, and they'll get back to you so you all can connect. If I just go back to the explore page. So that is the Artist Power Center web app. And right now I want to pull up a quick PDF that kind of gives an overview of some of the some of the upcoming opportunities that we have. And I would like to turn it over to my chief marketing officer or chief of movement building officer, um, Lauren Ruffin, to give more input. Um, hey all, hope everyone's doing well today. Um, so one of the things that we, um, we've been doing with the Artist Power Center is really making sure that all of our colleagues understand its distinguishing factors. Um, and in essence, um, there's not other marketplace um, for Bay Area artists to find these opportunities. 
Um, and so by aggregating them and making them visible to everyone, we believe we're actually democratizing access to opportunity for creatives who have really been struggling, um, not just during the pandemic, but, but prior to the pandemic. A lot of data um, indicates that San Francisco has been one of the hardest places for creatives to thrive in the country for quite some time. Um, and so we're coming up with digital solutions to help solve those issues. Next slide, Ms. here. Thanks. Um, so we're doing a couple of things that are interesting and really distinguish this app from, from any other app you'll come, you'll come across. Um, there's a, a, you know, sort of 10 types of innovation framework, which says that innovations really, um, there are lots of ways that you can change how people are onboarded to, um, to apps, to products and services. Um, and so rather than building and sort of approaching our development of this app in the same way that a lot of people do, which is relatively low touch self-serve models, um, we've really been doing a lot of high touch cohort onboarding, um, which includes Nasir spending time with um, subsets of folks as we slowly onboard them to the app to make sure they really understand how to use it, um, its, its values, its advantages, and also they can give us continuous feedback on how to make the app uh, the best it can be. Um, we'll also be doing community learning sessions and workshops, um, and those will leverage people who are in-house at YBCA as well as some of our external partners and collaborators um, to make sure that we're also doing some technical assistance that really surrounds the app and the hub. Um, this is just a little heat map that shows some of our other competitors. Um, these are big platforms that you've you've probably um, that you're, you're likely familiar with, um, but you know there are some some pretty decent um, gaps in the market, namely around um, around job board functions um, and around providing resources um, for artists to be able, be able to upskill um, and collaborate on new projects and, and learn new skills. Um, you know, as we continue to lean into a pandemic, as we continue to lean into a digital way of life. Um, you know, we want to make sure that artists are, um, the creatives have opportunities to uh, upskill for free, as opposed to paying for courses um, that provides a barrier to folks who may, may be out of work or who are underemployed. So, um, you know, one of the things that, and I, I joined YBCA um, in the fall as an interim, in an interim marketing role, and uh, just signed on long-term as, as our first head of, of movement building. Um, and part of the reason why I joined was because I believe that YBCA is doing some of the most radical uh, work in the country. Previously, I was the CEO of Fractured Atlas, which is the largest association of artists in the country. Um, and YBCA was the only place they could have called me and asked me to sort of um, jump on the team uh, to do this sort of work. Um, that's that's been borne out. Um, you know, to date, we have uh, almost 500 creatives that have signed, signed up in the last two weeks. We've got over a thousand signed up total for this wait list. There's huge demand for it. Um, and so, you know, us being able to leverage our existing reputation network really does position us for success, not only in the Bay Area, but if we decide to do something nationally to move to move to a national, um, a national app. Um, it's also the only site where um, where sort of you can go to find employment, where you can find a, a place to live, um, a grant, a residency. Um, and we'll also be building in video profiles, which allow artists to talk about their work in their own voices and provides different modalities for learning and sharing um, rather than just text, which is what most platforms do. And then finally, you know, we have an emphasis on uh, making sure that artists um, who come from untapped communities are able to access the app and find opportunities that really work for them. Um, and, and, you know, partners and collaborators who want to work with them uh, and provide culturally responsive resources. Um, so we're quick, quick note on our features that we're, that we're coming that are coming up. Um, we'll begin to build community via Slack or discord channels. Um, again, we've talked about rolling out video profiles, which will be a distinguishing factor for the app. Um, bringing out artist groups. Um, so people can sort of collaborate uh, across uh, within discipline or across discipline on topics. Um, you know, ideally, this app becomes a place for um, for folks to talk about 
um, the activism work they're doing, to talk about their experiences with funders, um, to talk about what they're learning, the projects they're working on. We really want to have a vibrant community of conversation on the app. Um, we'll be providing uh, you know workshops, and then also this customer service flow that's pretty technical, uh, that's pretty tech enabled, that allows us to keep a relatively lean team while providing high high touch customer service um, and a self serve knowledge base. Um, and then by the end, we'll be doing, um, by the end of this year, we'll have uh, self-service sign-up. Um, we'll be able to have, um, right now, uh, onboarding for partners is relatively high touch. Our goal is to scale the number of partners we have on the platform, um, and that will be self-serve. Ideally, we want, you know, pretty much every company from, um, you know, your local um, sip and paint uh, retail store to Amazon or, you know, Facebook posting for creatives on this app. Um, we really want to make sure that we have a wide swath of, of partners posting. Um, we'll have geolocated browsing, which means that as soon as you log into the app, no matter where you are, it'll tell you what's available in your area. This becomes especially um, important as artists begin to move about the country again, as the pandemic begins to subside a little bit, or we feel more comfortable with it. Um, you know, geolocated browsing means that if I'm in Austin for South by next month, and I'm looking for something to do or somebody to collaborate with, I can open up the app and figure out who's in Austin with me. Um, we've got our blog launched, which looks great. And we're continuing to develop content for that. And then we did send out last week our first ebook research, which was um, an introduction to NFTs, which was, you know, pretty controversial. Um, NFTs are controversial, but one of the things that we want to do is wade in and make sure that um, the people in our community who want to learn about NFTs have access to um, really simple, easy to understand information about what an NFT is. Um, okay, so. Um, we are going to explore keeping this sustainable so that we're not always reliant on external dollars to keep this going. Um, we'll have paid subscription models for people who post, which is a pretty similar, a simple business model. Um, possibly community building. So can, do we create a feature where artists can tip each other um, when they like the content, where they really appreciate someone's work? Peer-to-peer um, -peer sharing, peer-to-peer -peer lending is really important. Um, you know, we're thinking about, um, you know, building in a feature set that allows artists to lend money to each other if they want. Um, which is a key uh, a key aspect of mutual aid and some of the core things that we believe at YBCA. Um, we also have the opportunity to become a fiscal host to allow artists to raise money through the app. Um, and then, you know, how do we alleviate cash flow difficulties for artists? Does this become a place for us to do that? Um, you know, we might be able to test invoice advances um, and other and other sort of cool cash flow uh, functions um, in the future. Well, thank you all for your time. Um, I'm, I'm not sure the format, but if you have questions, we are more than happy to answer them. And then, uh, Commissioner Parker Pennington, please. Hi, I'm so happy I got my video back on. I apologize for any disruption on um, this session. And I just want to say uh, to um, Lauren and Nasira, this is just about the most exciting thing I've seen in this entire commission since I was appointed by Mayor Breed three plus years ago. So thank you. You are both a breath of fresh air um, as honestly, to be sure, you know, as digital natives that you both seem to be. And I am so not as a baby boomer, quite honestly. However, um, I, I did work for Apple and Google and I've consulted with a lot of other tech companies. So I do consider myself to be a pretty savvy tech person. Um, and so what I'm, although I still, a few of the things you, you know, are definitely for me, like intro to NFTs. Yes, I will go get the ebook. 
Um, but I wanted to say that I really appreciate how you've utilized um, technology uh, to make, uh, to build community of artists to make accessible all of the things that we have and resources that are available uh, in this city, including our corporate um, partners. Uh, you know, I use the word a little loosely because not all of them are behave like partners, but I do believe that what you've created is a platform uh, that will be accessible and appealing and it'll make it easier to connect the small, you know, artist, small struggling artist with the gigantic, you know, Amazon <laughs> out there with some notion of intentions uh, around this community, uh, as well as all of the things that we just do in, you know, the, the, the city and county. Um, so I, I'm just reacting, you know, spontaneously to everything I just was able to hear on my phone, which for me as a baby boomer with eye issues, uh, looking at anything, including a bunch of people on a screen on a phone is totally not native to me. Um, but I was glad to be here just to, to hear what you presented. And I look forward to making this using, you know, accessing my community, uh, which is, you know, I live in the Bayview Hunters Point and, um, I'm very uh, embedded in the in the artist community out here, and I can't wait to make sure they know about this. They're accessing it and uh, utilizing it. So I really just wanted to say um, thank you. Thank you for those words. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Parker Pennington. Are there any, any other questions from members of the commission? Uh, Commissioner Walker, please. And then Commissioner Shiota. Um, so Nishira and Lauren, thank you so much for bringing this sort of to, to fruition and, and really so adeptly, because I agree, this is really laid out to take care of itself. Really? I mean, it's not, it's not something that I mean, we initially gave money because we need to use this kind of, um, application and and data gathering for our city for all of the programs initially through covid that's when the discussion came up the the economic task force and um i even still because our community is is really still being dramatically hurt by things closing down and not opening up a lot of places have closed the, the market for art has really changed. I think we're all really becoming aware of that. So the more that we can give people these kind of opportunities in this kind of easy format and um, and also expanding their knowledge base on, on art and what's available now. I have to say that I've been like looking at this at NFT because I do I do oil painting and digital painting and just just sort of um, verifying the authenticity of digital is this is a controversy. I mean, it's one that is helped by these kind of uh, NFTs, even if it isn't a a token that holds value or whatever. Um, and the mining behind it and all that is very complicated to a lot of us. But I feel like it's it's really good. It could be part of adding value to artists work and broadening the interest in it and artists making money. And this, this is really important that we're doing these kind of workshops and outreach 
um, across all generations. I mean, I'm, I'm also, you know, I would say I'm a baby boomer, but I'm pretty technical. I, I do a lot of, um, of technology in my work. Um, and I, I appreciate that this is an opportunity to share that and educate people about it and really help people make money as an artist. Because we, we just, we need to at this point because artists need to, to stay part of the, the solution for our future. You know, we're in, we need miracles. We need the power of art. And uh, so I'm just really excited. This is finally here. I know I've been sort of a lot of pressure on, on getting this done. <laughs> Poor Deborah I, I, I'm sorry, Deborah Cullinan. I know she, I hope, you know, I, she's at Stanford, so, but she, you know, I, um, I just really appreciate the work that went into this and how, how thoughtful it is and how it's really aimed at success. And I, I think that's what we want to have is something not just for today, but for 10 years. And I, so the questions I have, that long, <laughs> the long-winded thank you. Um, um, and thank you, Joanne Lee. Joanne and I sat on the Economic Task Force Recovery two years ago, and um, a lot of a lot of the programs that we created in that conversation with the rest of the city need this, and and they're still active programs. And so, um, going forward, I have questions about how we're going to hook the city in. Um, it seems to me this format you could join just individually as a city entity. Or you could actually have a, a set aside for subcategories like city entities and programs and stuff in various cities to be able to to um, market it, as you will, to other cities. Because we all have, I mean, we have programs from our um, economic development department, the arts commission, grants for the arts, planning. I mean, they're all over the place. Recology, the, the trash pickup. I mean, there's so many different things that connect to our services that include arts. So that's the question, one question. And then um, the, there is, what's the plan for ramping up? Is it just opening up? Are you doing um, extended outreach specifically? Um, the, city, the city could be, I mean, working with the different departments, you would have an onslaught of things to add um, and then access to all of the people that we fund so it just question about how you're going to ramp up. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, 1 of those things where we really want to continue to talk to to y'all and, and to Joanne, um, about what's the best way to tap into that network. Um, you know, we have, uh, incidentally, periodically um, had some inbound in reach from city agencies, but we'd like to make that a little bit more, you know, a little bit more continuous um, rather than just sort of a one off here and there. So. Um, I mean, that that's the ideal is to make sure um, that artists are sort of um, infiltrating, for lack of a better word, all well, aspects of, just, of just, what's happening with the city. Just as an, uh, something to think into the question, too, similarly to like large programs like Zazzle and Society6 that actually offer the printing and mm -hmm. those kind of connections. There's discussions going on with those companies to create on their website a, like a local Zazzle. So yep. if you really want to support local printers here, who do that kind of thing it might be more money, but you know, you, you want to do it. Um, so it just, you know, it, it's sort of, I know you can do it with your search engine to, to sort of describe distance, but I, I sometimes feel like it, 
needs to be part of the outreach, not just how you design the application. So um, yeah. un bundling is what I'm talking about. Bundling city programs, mm -hmm. um, having special people who go out and contact those folks. And there's so much that we don't know about that is happening yeah. in the city. So. Yeah, and one of the things that's on our one of the things that's on our roadmap, and in, in addition um, to sort of the sort of curated city pages and discipline specific pages, is you know we have to hire a partnerships manage, manager. Right now we are a super super small lean team, um, no. but we do have we do have that role on our roadmap, um, and you know ideally would we'll be be able to identify someone in the next ninety days to fill that role. Interesting. Thank you. Could I ask for uh, Commissioner Michiota, please? Sure. Sure, thank you. Um, I, and I just also want to echo uh, the accolades and the thanks um, for all the hard work um, uh, from both of you. Um, obviously, it's so, so much uh, background has to, thought has to go into it and questions and conversations before you can lay out something on the web page. Um, are you guys thinking this is mobile first or computer computers? And then um, have you guys thought about uh, um, how to access or how to get equity of access and um, that's all. Those are the questions that I had, but, um, but I, I, I love all the work and I think it's gonna, it's, it's like aggregating all these weird, like LinkedIn and all these other hubs that aren't art, art specific um, and that don't do much for, and I love the fundraising or possible crowdfunding or loaning, you know, to each other. That's, that's a great idea. So you know, really appreciate it. Um, Thank, thanks for those questions. So it's a web app, but it's accessible for mobile. Um, <laughs> so we went with sort of the lightest touch way to, to make it accessible for everyone. You don't have to download anything. Um, and if you are someone who prefers to use on a desktop, you can log into your account on a desktop too. Right. Oh, okay. So you don't have to, yeah, download yeah. anything, but I think app, um, I'm right in the middle of digital. So <laughs> app, app confuses me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's mobile responsive. So you, you get a very similar experience on the, uh, when you're on your phone or on your iPad, as you would on a desktop. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks Lauren. Exciting. Oh, Commissioner, I think you're on mute. I'm sorry, I see Commissioner Parker Pennington's hand still raised. Do you have a follow on question? Please. Thank you, Com Commissioner Collins. Um, uh, yeah, I just thought you were talking about partnerships um, and uh, there is, a, uh, I was approached by someone who works for Google, who um, lives over here in the shipyard uh, with me as my neighbor. And uh, he has been, had this project on his plate that might actually fit nicely with what you've created here. Uh, where he wants to be able to map uh, all of the public art that's around the city and have it in an, in an app that people can just take a walking tour. You know, gee, I'm in North Beach. What's here? Pull it up. Go, oh, let me go find this, you know, mural here. Or I'm in the Fillmore. Oh, there's a, there's a mural around here I want to spot or in the mission. So um, uh, this might be, and he's been looking for some place to talk to somebody at the Arts Commission about this idea. And I'm like, duh. Uh, because first of all, he just needs the data. Like, where are the public art pieces that we already have? Um, and I'm sure it's there somewhere in some place. I don't know in what format it is, but perhaps that's just a, an idea for something that, that you could take on. And I'd be happy to make an introduction if you're interested. 
uh, and this is a great guy he, he over here in our, our community, the shipyard community. And really, I want to get the shipyard more engaged with the Arts Commission uh, anyway on other issues, too, that Deborah and I share a fondness for <laughs> out here. Yeah, I had a similar conversation with um, the folks at Niantic. Uh, they create Pokemon Go um, and they, they have all that data, actually. Um, so definite connectivity points for, for that sort of thing. Um, and they work with a lot. I'm surprised they don't work if they they probably work with the city of San Francisco in some way, shape or form um, on sharing the data from Pokemon Go um, because it's fascinating around foot traffic and mobile data, where people are going, how they're traveling. Um, they work with a number of cities in that way. But I think that's like that feels like a one to one match. Yeah, and Allison Cummings, who's the registrar of all the public art, I mean, that that there is that database for, for sure. Well, of course, the database is existing because we're in the middle of the Monuments and Memorials uh, Task Force. So there's yeah. ample data, but it's also not just on the monuments, but it's also on the markers. So there is a very rich amount of information in that whole field. Um, are there any other questions from members of the commission? I have a question, a, a couple of questions. First of all, Thank you so much. And also for uh, the linkage that we at the commission can provide to you. Um, it's not a tag you're it, you know, that we're in a partnership and uh, we're in the same boat and we're rowing together. Can you tell us a little bit more about your language outreach um, in, in, on that equity line, kind of equity 101? Would you just speak a little bit more broadly? It, it's complicated because you're moving into multiple platforms. Um, so can either of you help us to better understand that, that matter? Absolutely. So there are two places where we um, know that we have to make a significant investment. One of them is in multiple languages. Um, so that language translation API, um, we're going to have to plug that into the app. And the other place is around accessibility. Um, we want to make sure that things are captioned properly and that we set community norms around that. Some of it's behavior change, but there are also technical fixes for that. Um, that's on our mind. Um, and will likely happen at roll out throughout the end of this year. Thank you. And do you have the resources necessary to to build that that out? Not currently. Um, so I think that's important for you yeah. to highlight because, you know, one of the things we are pledged to is equity. By the way, I'm not preaching. I, I, I'm not. I'm only saying that we have to put our money where our mouth is. And if in fact we have a, a, a financial bogey that we have to confront. In order to make this truly equitable, we need to understand that, um, and this is budget season. So please let us know that. Then the other thing that I wanted to ask: Have you had any outreach into the office of the city treasurer, in particular Jacob Dumay? Not to my knowledge, but um, I'm you know newish to YBCA. Well, so so uh, why why I mention that is that you were talking about in some degrees financial literacy and the things that are necessary once you're financially literate. You know, some of the ways in which gaps get um, um, bridged and so uh, offline, I can talk to uh, deputy director Lee about this or others, but there are many people in our city infrastructure that are vitally concerned about uh, bridging the economic gaps and mm -hmm. uh, are putting a lot of resources behind it. Organizations like MochaFi that are much more user friendly to. Um, people who don't have access to accounts and the informal economies that are not necessarily there because they want to be, but also the usury that happens when people don't have access to money. 
Um, mm -hmm. and, and so that gap is something that's so important for artists in particular. And I think that there is a lot of conversation around universal basic income that, mm -hmm. that is a broader conversation that you're right in the middle of. And we hope that we can help to span those gaps uh, to the extent that it's possible. Thank you, Commissioner. And you said the name was so, Jacob. Yeah, if I call you Lauren, you have to call me Chuck. So, Chuck, um, <laughs> you you and I met a couple of years ago because Julia and I were on the Black Girls Code board together. Oh, my goodness gracious. We met in D.C. at your eldest daughter's wedding. <laughs> well, here we go again. This is non-commissioned <laughs> business, but it's wonderful to be reminded. Yes, so um, I, was, I was on very good behavior, um, Commissioner. Oh, now, well, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Walker, please. <laughs> I love this. This is amazing. Um, I have uh, on the question of the um, the language outreach and, and needs. Um, one of the things that I know I I've spoke about before in conjunction with the Arts Hub is working with our cultural centers, who have um, who can help. I mean, it might be a way to partner not just after the fact, but helping to design that um, and also design the outreach around that. So we have some built-in um, infrastructure in our city infrastructure that you can use and take advantage of and partner with. And so I'm just going to throw that out there because it's, it, we, we, they're part of the community investment program packet portfolio as it were. <laughs> Um, so I've wanted to connect them in with this program because they're just a natural fit for spreading it out around the city too, um, to really get a pilot going as far as using as partnering with municipalities. So we have a great infrastructure to partner with just a thought. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Parker Pennington. Yeah, just quickly, I'll be be brief. First of all, Commissioner Collins, if you were preaching, it would be okay. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Um, and so I was thinking about the partnerships and connections. So there's this organization called uh, Mega Black, which is um, you know under the Human Rights Commission. And I think this presentation should be done to the Mega Black group if you haven't already done that. But I think they'd be interested because they're all about this in you know, addressing the economic gap uh, that Commissioner Collins was just talking about, et cetera, et cetera. So they would love this. Well, there's so many, there's so many opportunities. We have our upcoming, you know, wonderful annual event. And I, I know I don't want to get into the weeds because it's dangerous for commissioners to say what should be done unless we've conferred with staff. But I know that there are ample opportunities for us to help to amplify together, you know, this great work and the uh, community convenings that we will have. The other is that in, in the coming year, we're going to be engaged in a strategic planning exercise, which means that there will be several community forums, all of which are very public. And they're great opportunities for us to um, bring these resources together. And as Commissioner Parker Pennington was saying, to use them to amplify uh, so that you're not alone in this work at all. Um, so well, let me, wait a minute, can, maybe this is like one of the best conversations we've had for a long time. So I don't want to cut it off. I just want to be mindful of time. Let Are me just okay? ask, can I okay, ask Okay, then go ahead, Commissioner Walker. No problem. Um, it's just about, um, 
So February 19th is the launch. February 19th is the launch. We're doing our convening on the 14th. And, and maybe we should mention it there. I, this is maybe to Ralph or Joanne. Maybe they can decide that. Just to get people to be, I, I, I assume you're doing a launch where you want people to come and learn about it online. Yes, absolutely. So to tell a little bit more about the launch, we'll, um, it'll be about an hour on the 19th, 11 a.m. Okay. Uh, we'll have, there's an Eventbrite link that we'll send out. Folks can register and then we'll send the link to the actual event out. Um, it will feature um, remarks from uh, a couple folks from the city. Um, a demo of the app, uh, just a video demo that we're having that we're having made, uh, so people have a sense for what the app, the app's capabilities. And then there'll be a conversation between um, McLeod Hadero, our chief of programs, um, and Emery Douglas um, on on the impact of um, how art can really push movement and change. Um, and so that's that's the program for the event, but it should be pretty pretty exciting and fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to pass this to Commissioner Shelby, please. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. This is an amazing program. I didn't want to be the only one who didn't say thank you <laughs> and recognize uh, the work because it's for our community, it's for our artists, it's for our city, it's innovative. Um, I'm learning more about it, reading more about it, but um, I'm very thankful for the work that you all put in and I just wanted to, to recognize that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, before we finish, um, there's obviously incredible demand for being able to know what you've been doing. And so we have been amazingly um, patient and curious at the same time. One of the things you will know is that as commissioners, we really want to work through our staff. And so for Denise and for Deputy Director Lee and for Ralph and, and others, um, you know, know that we want to communicate through them. Um, otherwise, you're going to get a thousand inquiries from all over the place. So uh, as commissioners, we have to focus our comments in and make sure that uh, the gist of what we would like to um, to get across is really through uh, Director Pate or through Director Remington or Deputy Director Lee. So um, we'll behave. But in the meantime, the commission as a whole is dying to hear this. <laughs> And that's uh, President Ordignana's uh, call for that. Uh, 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 President Ordignana, do you have any comments before we move um, on uh, to comment on this piece? You're on mute. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Great. I just wanted to thank you so much for your incredible work on this. This is really exciting. I think this is a really new day, and I think. It, it not only will, um, you know, I think meet the needs of our creatives uh, right now, but the possibilities for scaling and for, you know, just the future are incredible here. And so would definitely love to, you know, continue hearing about how things are going. Um, I'm happy to talk to Ralph about other opportunities, um, you know, to, to share this incredible work, not only with, the rest of the arts commission, but also with community. And so um, hope to just continue our engagement with you as, as we move forward and super appreciate the time um, that you took to, to come to our commission meeting today and to and to share your um, your great news and your great hard work with us today. 
Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. I mean, as I said, this is really truly, as Commissioner Walker and others have been really working in direct Deputy Director Lee on the Economic um, Task Force, this is really a dream come true. And we want to make it a reality. So thank you very much for being a part of all of this and letting us be a part of your work. So now there may be some public comment on this agenda item. Are we seeing any public comment? If not, where's the public today? <laughs> it's been kind of quiet today, right? It's a nice sunny day. So maybe they're enjoying the sunny day outside instead of, you know, listening to us. There's one of those commissions that actually likes public comment. <laughs> That's the wrong public comment. We but, you know, they could also be taking their phones out and listening, but again, they think they just, it's a nice sunny day. They'll watch the recording later and I'm sure people will follow up with questions, hopefully. Let's go ahead and move on to public comment for this agenda item number three, um, which if you're already listening to the web link, please raise your hand. And if you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are currently on the screen. We are currently on item number three, arts impact endowment um, via the arts hub. Um, as a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer if you're listening to via WebEx. You will get a 30-second audible warning, and you will see a visual timer if you're listening um, via WebEx. You'll be muted once the time is up, and you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak um, during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments included in the minutes, if it is 150 words or less, to our email at sfac.grants at sfgov.org. And I am not currently seeing any hands raised. So let's go ahead and move on to closing the public comment um, for item number three. Back to you, Commissioner Collins. So again, you know, with our overwhelming appreciation um, to Ms. Spells and Ms. Uh, Ruffin, are those the pronouns that I should use? I'm with me. Yes, fine with me. Thank you. Um, so thank you very much. I think they have done us a great service. The enthusiasm could not be higher. And <laughs> we look forward to the journey ahead. So I'm now going to move on to agenda item number four, which is the community investment committee committee meetings. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. This is agenda item number four. And the action here is a possible motion to change the regular meeting day for the Commission's Community Investments Committee from the second Tuesday of the month to the third Tuesday of the month. I'm going to ask for Deputy Director Joanne Lee to present this. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, staff is proposing to change the regular meeting date of this committee to the third Tuesday of the month. Um, so that it gives us a little more time to prepare the agenda and supporting documents um, present, you know, to the committee and then um, still have time to make the agenda deadline for the full commission meeting the following month. Um, so if it is approved today, uh, this will be placed on the full commission agenda in March and it will become effective in our April 2022 meeting. Um, Thank you. I'm happy to take any questions. Are there any questions? This is a ministerial change. It's important though, because remember, anytime you change one of these dominoes, 
everything else changes because we have so many committee meetings. Um, and so it's, it's a burden on staff if we don't provide sufficient time. And so this is one of those things that helps to alleviate, I hope, some of the bottlenecks that Deputy Director Lee was referring to, especially because you know the um, volume of work that goes on in order to prepare for any of these meetings, but we're going through the grant cycle. And as you know, from the budget, we disperse about 16, 15, 16, 17 million dollars in addition to add-ons and such. So there's a lot of work that's going on between the meetings. And so this is uh, for that purpose. Is there any discussion as far as the commission is concerned on these matters? Seeing none, uh, can I ask for any public comment? Well, actually, I, I have my digital oh, and I'm my, sorry. My real hand up. You know, it's hard to see because my skin tone is brown and it's kind of the same color as the background. Never mind. Um, so I just have a question. It's not, it's not really or just a comment because we also um, meet, you know, as it's been historical practice for us to this committee to meet every other month. Um, and I sometimes I feel like it's just a long gap um, to know what's happening. And sometimes we have to bring things to the full commission because we didn't have a, a community investments meeting. And I wonder if we should have a discussion about whether we meet monthly. Not that I need another meeting in my life, but I for this, uh, I, I would be open to at least having the conversation because um, I, I don't really know the history behind being, you know, every other month. But I do feel sometimes we don't spend enough time on the topics that we have to cover. And sometimes the timing doesn't work because we need to have made a decision on something and then it has to go to full commission. So I just wanted to put it out there since we're looking at the, um, the, the potential date change. Right, so this is regardless of the date change, you're talking about the cadence of the meetings, is that correct? So correct. Can, frequency. Can I, can I ask may, perhaps um, uh, Director Pate or uh, 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 Deputy Director Lee to speak to this, the cadence of the meetings? I will say parenthetically that again, in this particular committee, there is a huge amount of administrative process in order to prepare a single docket. Um, you know, the, and, and again, I, I would advise any of the members of this committee to actually get involved and sit on a few panels so that you can understand how much work goes in there. So I, I would imagine without prejudicing the answer that a lot of it has to do with how much administrative work needs to be done in order to bring a proper docket to the committee in the schedule for the grant cycle so that they can actually get them out. So perhaps um, others could could uh, chime in and bring some more clarity. Sure, I'm happy to um, add to that. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, I probably could not have said that better um, in terms of the amount of administrative work for staff to bring forth these, um, these dockets. I would add a couple things. One is that the change to making this meeting a week later will help us bring the items to um, the community investments committee and not have to go to executive committee because you are correct commissioner parker pennington that there have been times when the 
uh, second Tuesday of that month just came up a little too fast for staff. And so we're hoping that this by delaying it one week, we won't have that happen as much and that things can be brought to this committee rather than executive. Um, you know, this committee mostly, you know, reviews the grants and the grant cycles. And so meeting every other month has been, I think, um, enough to take care of our regular business. And when there has been a need for an additional meeting um, to address, you know, a, you know, a, an issue, a dis you know, wanting to have a discussion, um, we have been able to schedule um, a special meeting to as needed. So that's what I would offer um, if there are particularly time sensitive um, issues that we want to bring to the committee and have a committee discussion. We can always address it that way. Thank you. Well, um, if, if it's all right, I just would like to say I um, one issue in particular or one topic that, that we don't spend. An, I don't believe we're spending enough time on is the cultural centers um, because there are seven. And um, every year when they present to us, we, you know, we gave ourselves more time this year because we separated them into two meetings, which was great. Um, uh, but then we still, you know, don't have a lot of opportunity for a discussion. And then it, it just, it feels rushed to me, given the importance of the cultural centers to the ecosystem of what we're doing uh, in San Francisco. So I just offer that as another point of view, neither here nor there. I mean, if, you know, if, if, if it's too much work involved and, you know, we've, we're reluctant to, you know, add work uh, to, to staff, I would just ask that um, when there are topics for discussion, like for this meeting, uh, I'm sure we could have talked even more uh, about this new platform that's rolling out. But of course, we're, we want to keep this to a couple of hours. Uh, and make it, you know, reasonable <laughs> for us. So uh, I would just like us to keep an open mind uh, about the possibility of spending more time than we currently do, uh, and specifically on the cultural centers. And uh, some issues have come up about just our, you know, overall, um, you know, philosophy about grant making and things like that. I feel like we are are too rushed, uh, and and what I'm trying to avoid is the feeling that I sometimes have is that, um, you know, being treated like a rubber stamp, uh, because I don't believe that's the job that we were asked to sign up for as commissioners. I'm just, that's just my personal point of view. And when we don't spend enough time discussing, I feel as if we're just expected to approve anything that's presented to us. And I don't believe that's the uh, intention, but that is the feeling that I get because of the lack of time. So um, I am complete. Well, thank you very much for your comments. Um, are there any other uh, comments around this motion to change the meeting date? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I super appreciate um, our staff um, coming together to, you know, understand this issue and, you know, find a solution. Um, you know, to, to your point, Commissioner Parker Pennington, I, I think a potential solution to, to the, the challenges that you talk about might be um, for maybe, um, you know, staff leadership and this committee leadership um, to just kind of check in with each other about how much time we're allotting for specific agenda items, particularly ones that might merit more discussion. 
That being said, I do want us to take the lead from staff um, uh, in regards to their recommendation of the, around the frequency of these meetings and ultimately what comes in our agenda. I don't think any of us should be put in the position of rubber stamping anything and, and definitely you know, want to speak to that concern. Um, I think it's also important for us um, as a body and as a committee to know that our role is to have policy level conversations and discussions and not necessarily um, I have to dip into the weeds um, as that is held by the staff. And so, um, you know, happy to keep engaging on this offline and talking a little bit more about this issue, uh, but definitely want to take the lead from our staff and would love our staff to just continuing to uh, assess whether or not, you know, the needs are being met um, uh, by the frequency and the timing of our, of our meeting. Well, thank you all. This is a good discussion uh, because, you know, you move one thing and, and many of the other underlying issues come up. So thank you very much for the candid and open discussion. Uh, everyone hears, and I think that's uh, the intent of, of having this uh, matter before us today. Is there any, pub any further uh, commission comment on this change of meeting calendar? Seeing none, is there uh, any public uh, comment on this? May I ask Ms. Moreno? So before we move on to uh, public comment, um, Commissioner Collins, I, I noticed on the script, um, we need to do um, the motion and oh, the second. of course. Sorry about that. Yes, this is a, well, I think I did mention it earlier, but let me put it back. Yeah, then we went to conversation. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is a discussion and possible motion to change the regular meeting date for the commission's community investment committee from the second Tuesday of the month to the third Tuesday of the month. That is the motion that uh, the action and now we need to have. Uh, any public discussion on it before we get the motion in the second? No, we do the motion, the second public discussion, then the roll call vote. Thank you. May I have a motion to this effect, please? So moved, Ordeniana. Second, Walker. Thank you. Any public discussion before we move this to vote? Okay, so I, we did not receive any emails for this particular agenda item or any for today, but if anyone is listening, um, please raise your hand. Um, if you're calling by phone, please press side three to be put in the queue. Press in, please press it only once. This president more than once removed from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item number four, which is the community investments committee meetings. As a reminder, your your time will start when you begin speaking. If you see a visual timer, um, you will see a visual timer, um, and you also get an audible warning once your time is up and 30 seconds as well. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at sfac.grants at sfgov.org. I don't see any hands raised, so we can go ahead and move on to um, any final commission discussions and the roll call vote, Commissioner Collins. Yes, is any final commission comments before we do the roll call vote? Seeing none, um, may I call for the roll, please? Yes, Commissioner Collins. Aye. Commissioner Musley is not here with us today. Commissioner Ordeana. Aye. Your Commissioner Pennington. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Shelby. Thanks, Commissioner Shioda. You're on mute, Commissioner Shioda. Yes. Thank you, and Commissioner Walker. 
Great, thank you. Motion passes unanimously. Wonderful. Now, this is another fun part of the meeting because we get to talk about some special grants. Staff presenter is going to be Deputy Director Joanne Lee. Um, this is a discussion and possible motion to approve the recommendations to award 13 special project grants funded by the district supervisor ADBACS and the mayor mayoral um, enactments enhancements to the following organizations and to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into a grant agreement with each of the organizations for the amounts uh, listed in the agenda um, items number one through 13. Has everyone been able to see this item in their agenda in advance? That will alleviate me from having to read each one of those items. Is that correct, Ms. Moreno? Yes, and I'll also have them on the screen as well. So I'll go through all of them slowly and I can go back to just let me know, commissioners, we need me to. Okay. Now, uh, is there, do we know? Um, I'm going to turn commissioner, this. Commissioner discussions right now. Yes. Any questions? Yeah. So is there any, uh, is there any uh, discussions or recusal, recusals or withdrawals uh, on any of these matters from any of the commissioners? So we are. Can you go back to the first page? I'm sorry. And Joanne, I don't know if you also need if you have any comments during this time too, since this is the item um, you are presenting as well. I mean, I'm happy to answer any questions um, if commissioners have them. So I think it's just important to make sure that uh, none of the commissioners have any necessary recusals by dint of their association with these grantees. Okay, I'm not. I'm not you can move on. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. That's okay. No, no problem. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so, I, uh, it's now time for me to turn this over to uh, Joanne Lee. If anyone has any questions for Joanne regarding these special um, advocates or these 13 advocates, um, feel free to ask Joanne as she's available. If we have none or no discussion from commissioners, we can move on to the motion and the second and then have a comment and then we'll follow. Very good. Okay. Is there a third page here? I think there are 13 items. I. Or you can just scroll yes. up. This one right here is the last one. For a total 13. One of the things that you'll see, uh, the data will support this, is at this add back period and these enhancements by the mayor often are going you know, really on an equitable basis out into our neighborhoods. Um, so this is in some ways kind of a, an extra, an, another factor to ensure the geographic distribution of the funds that we dispense. Commissioner Parker Pennington, please. Just, uh, I'm wondering in item 11 here, if that's a typo, is it the Scared Land Foundation or the Scarce Land Foundation? Sacred. I think it's sacred. I believe it's sacred. I think you're right. Oh, sacred. Okay, great. I'm just sorry playing with the letters going. That as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Are there any other comments? Any other questions of 
uh, Deputy Director Lee? Um, I just uh, want to make the add back, if anybody is listening, doesn't know, is, is being added back into our budget on top of our proposed budget for existing programs. So this is each of the, the supervisors can put stuff from the general fund over here to fund these programs through our, our um, system here. Okay. So, are there any other questions of Deputy Director Lee? No, any other comments? So, we have a motion. Is that correct, Ms. Moreno? And the motion is as stated above for these 13 different items. May I have a, that made in the form of a motion and a second? So moved. Second. Uh, Shiota. Thank you. Second. Does there need to be any further discussion or public comment? We can move on to public comment. So we do not receive any emails today and the only folks that are joining us are staff. So I think it's safe to say that we can close the public comment section for this item since we don't have members of the public joining us today. And Thank we can you. Move on to the next item. Oh, any, oh, sorry. Roll call vote. Excuse me. May I bring this to a roll call, please? Yes, Commissioner Collins. Aye. Um, where did my list go? Commissioner Musley is not with us today. Commissioner um, Ordeana. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Parker Pennington. Yes. Commissioner Shelby. Aye. Commissioner Shiota. Aye. And Commissioner Walker. Aye. Thank you. Motion carries unanimously. Next item. Wonderful. So now we are on item number six. This is with great pleasure and with a little drum roll and fanfare that we will have a staff discussion from Director of Community Investments, Denise Pate. All right. Good afternoon. We have lots of things happening at uh, the Community Investments team, but I'll just hit the hot spots. Um, we have a lot of staff movement. Uh, going on in the community investments team. Program officer Robin Takayama has resigned after over 20 years of working at the Arts Commission to take on a new position in the city's public works department. And so, you know, we'd like to publicly thank her for all the work that she's done um, and valuable work that has really contributed to who we are in the community in terms of equitable grant making. Um, and she's also been a wonderful um, staff person who has moved on over to part of her time was spent working in the communications department. And so I had an opportunity to kind of go through her file and we did some onboarding and she left us the whole playbook uh, for cultural centers, which really helps me uh, as I'm learning what's, uh, you know, more about the community investments team. So we're all sad to see her go. There was lots of tears at like two different meetings. And so we're gonna be hosting a farewell celebration soon and um, you'll be informed about that. I don't have the details right now, but we would like to again, thank her for all of her work. And we've been, you know, being all gushy and, you know, thanking her and crying and everything for the past couple of weeks. So um, that's a movement that's happening. Um, then also we have hired two new program officers. Um, former program associate, Candace Eros Diaz, is going to be joining us as our new program officer. And uh, it's great, great to see you be able to promote people from within, 
um, to, you know, create that career pathway. And then also, uh, Mr. Jonelle Molina is going to be joining us as the new program officer. And uh, I just want to say a little bit about each of them. Candice uh, is a queer Chicano writer and activist based uh, from, she's from the Central Valley, but she lives in Oakland. She received fellowships from the San Francisco Writers Grotto, uh, Emerging Arts Professionals, and um, the Steinbeck Fellows Program. She's a published author, and she has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize. She received her MFA from St. Mary's College of California and has been with us as a grant maker at the San Francisco Arts Commission since 2018. So congratulations to Candace. And then Jonelle Molina bring tw brings 20 years of experience um, working as a youth developer and educational leader. And he, before joining us, he was he worked as the high school services director at the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco in the Tenderloin. And he comes with um, an experienced background as an ethics studies teacher in the high schools. And then also, um, he's a visionary leader accessing successful platforms and spaces where culturally relevant and responsive staff address the needs and growth of the communities they serve. He received his BA, MA, and doctorate from San Francisco State University. So we're really happy to be having him join us. We're processing a third program officer and we'll be able to make that announcement probably in a few weeks. And we also are, um, have posted a position for a senior program officer. So lots of movement going on uh, here. We officially are in, um, we're in panel season now. Uh, we started January 13th with the Artist Legacy Grant and it continues through late March. So uh, the staff is busy working doing those panels. I'm gonna do a panel, um, one of the panels also. So that's, I'm gonna co-program officer one so that I can really see what goes on here at the commission. Um, also on Tuesday, February 15th is the annual convening. It's gonna be held from 4.30 to six. It's a virtual convening. We had originally planned to be in person, but because of the COVID protocols and you all know, you know, so we have to be virtual. And um, so, it will provide an overview and announcements about the San Francisco Arts Commission. And I'm going to be moderating a discussion between the legacy awardees uh, 2021 and I mean 2020 and 2021. So that would be Joanna Highgood and Ann Boothenthal. So I'll be moderating discussion with them. And I'm really excited because I've known both of these artists for uh, two years, uh, 20, maybe 40 years in the arts community, the dance community. So I'm excited about that. And then also there was originally the Poetry Out Loud event was supposed to be scheduled for tomorrow, but I'm hearing that it's been canceled. Um, just the, you know, you know what we're going through, you know, COVID, things going on, high schools, things like that. So um, anyway, that's what's happening. I just hit the hotspots, but lots of things are happening. Lots of excitement. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Director. Um, and it is absolutely wonderful to have you here as a part of this wonderful commission and your leadership in advance is going to be deeply impactful. So thank you very much. Um, is there any uh, commission um, comment on Director Pate's presentation? Yes, I, I have my, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you should go, Janine. 
I haven't heard your voice a lot, so you go. Okay. I just had a comment. I was just a uh, direct fate. I just wanted to thank you for hitting the ground running, like probably at full sprint. So thank you <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> welcome to the circus. <laughs> Commissioner Parker Pennington. Yes. And thank you, Commissioner Shiota. Um, I was going to say the same thing and um, I was just wondering, um, Director Pate, welcome. And um, will you be meeting with those of us uh, commissioners uh, to just get to know us as individuals, whether you do that virtually or, or in person, whatever you're comfortable with? I certainly look forward to the opportunity. Um, okay, I just, because I'm looking forward to meeting with you one-on-one, -on -one, um, and in case you haven't noticed, I, of course, have a lot of opinions. I'll try to keep them at bay to the extent I can, but, you know, you and I have a little history together, so I, I feel like it will be a good opportunity for us to refresh our relationship. So thank you. I'll look forward to that. Great. I'm not seeing any other uh, hands raised. Um, can we then ask for any public comment on Director Pate's uh, presentation? Yes, so we did not receive any emails. Um, and before I read my lovely long paragraph of public comment, let me double check to see if we still, we still just have staff attending this meeting for today. So there is no public attending our February meeting. So I will. I feel confident and secure to close public comment for this agenda item number six. And to move on to the next one. Okay. Oh, Commissioner Parker Pennington's hand is up. Okay. I just, um, wanted to make sure that I know because you're gonna you you laid out the time frame for our committee schedule. So since we've moved it forward to full commission to switch to the third um, Tuesday, that means the April meeting would be on the third Tuesday. Is that right? Most if it passes the full commission, it's typically always the third, um, the third Tuesday for our meetings because of the way panel season ends. Um, it gives us time to um, gather all the data of the applicants and the grantees in order to bring forth to you all here at this meeting before it goes to full commission in May. So I just was just being real clear about the date in April that we'd like, because my schedule gets, is, is like everybody's, I just want to make sure if we're moving to the third Tuesday that I change that now and make sure that it's on my calendar for before. Well, let's, you know, assume, let's, let's assume that it's going to pass the commission um, and let's go ahead and we'll get those calendars out. You can informally do it. Uh, at a staff level, they only they never exceed their particular authority. So uh, once all of that authority has been given, then we'll get new calendar invitations. Is that correct? Thank you. In the meantime, you can do it informally now. Yeah, once it passes through full commission, then updates will be sent out to the subcommittee with the new dates. Yeah, but thank you, Commissioner Parker Pennington. I have the 22nd would be the. The meeting date in April, correct? If it passes in February. Well, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I'm sure you can. I think that's what I heard in some okay. of the wait. I'm just going to clarify for Commissioner Parker Pennington because she was kind of. 
And and just so you know, I, the only reason I'm asking is that um, April 22nd is my birthday, and I will be in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. This is getting a new business, of course. And but by the way, that's a Friday, isn't it? Is and, the 23rd is mine, Linda. Come oh, no, no kidding. No wonder we get along. I think it's the 18th. Of the, it's the 19th of April. That's the, April. that's the Tuesday. It's April 19th. So that's the that's typically yeah. So yeah, okay. but again, yeah, we'll send we'll send media invites once it goes through full commission next month um, after the approval. Okay, I think I'm already on. Yeah, April um, April's committee meetings um, for CI are typically the, oh, it's always set traditionally the third. The third. Day, okay. Just but prior to this agenda item that happened today, um, because of the panel season and approvals for the grant, so April was always kind of a wonky month. So. Okay, I get you. I get you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there any other uh, new business or announcements to be made? Um, I have a, I have a kind of a uh, off the topic. Well, two. One is um, um, Commissioner Parker Pennington. How did you get the brown hand? <laughs> oh, I'll, Marcus, I'll, I'll give you me, training call. offline. Yeah. It's. Okay. it's Yes, I get you. I question because I couldn't find it. And the other thing is, um, I'm currently in New Orleans, and if anybody has a suggestion on where I should, uh, I'm recruiting brass bands, <laughs> brass bands. So if anybody has any uh, suggestions, hit me up on text or something. Very good to know. Okay. Yeah. Any other new business or announcements? I can't really see if any hands are raised. I'm not seeing any. Right? I see. So I just, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I might be cutting someone off, but I just want to mention there's a lot of theater going on right now. Um, Black theater in particular. I'm running up to uh, Marin tonight to see passages. And I think, you know, um, Batco is doing something that I missed last week or somebody. Anyway, there's a lot going on. So I'm going to just send out a note to those of you who are interested in theater um, and are feeling safe and, you know, going in person to theater, which is kind of really, to me, the only way to do it. I don't, the virtual doesn't work for me with this, but um, but I'll, I'll send out a note just sort of what's on my calendar because there's some really great stuff now and coming up. Thank you. Are there any other new um, announcements or new business? I'm not seeing any more hands raised. And no more hands raised. And is there anything from the public? So no emails were submitted and we still only currently have staff joining us today. We don't have any public comment. No hands are raised. So I feel confident and safe to go ahead and close public comment for agenda item number seven. And we can and so I will close agenda item number seven, which puts us to agenda, agenda item number eight, which is called adjournment. Thank you everybody. Wonderful conversation. I love the candor. We have to have open discussions so that we can advance uh, the ecology of our arts. So thank you very much, and uh, everybody be well. Thank you. Meeting is adjourned. <laughs>